Hello friends and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And to start off 2022, we're going to be having a little bit of a Beatles month, specifically the year of 1965, where here on Mixology we'll be covering the two albums released by the group that year, Help and Rubber Soul. And over on Mixology on 45 on the Patreon, we'll be covering the five non-album tracks from each of those sessions. So this Sunday, we'll be covering Yes It Is, I'm Down and Bad Boy. And then the Sunday after the Rubber Soul episode, we'll be covering We Can Work Out and Day Tripper. Now, I did cover Rubber Soul as my very first episode on the podcast, but because it was my very first episode, I didn't quite have the finesse down. And as a result, there's a lot of little bits and pieces that I'd usually cover that I didn't feature in the episode. And I wanted to take a step back to it and cover it in more detail and really give it the justice it deserves, including covering a mix I missed at the time. With that in mind though, we're looking at help this week and I wanted to read a recent email I got to start us off as it fits in quite well with this. Subject line, mono and stereo fun, a subject line I absolutely love, so thank you for that, Nathan. Hi, Frederick. I recently got hooked on a Beach Boys podcast called Sail On, and I'm binging them until I've heard them all. Go and check it out if you haven't already, of course. So I found out about your podcast from an episode and listened. I really like it. I am 43 and got into Beatles when I was five and when I was eight I heard the mono help at my mate's house, it was his mum's copy, and straight away I spotted a different vocal take. Since then I have been obsessed with these anomalies to the extent that I have just made my 10th album and we are even issuing separate mono and stereo mixes complete with differences, alt takes and mistakes. The sleeve will even have laminated front and flaps on the back. That's how silly I am over all of this. Looking forward to delving into your episodes, especially the Hollies one. My 11th album will be all Hollies covers. All the best, Nathan. As I said, Nathan, thank you very much for your enthusiastic email. I love when I get emails like this, as it really shows there are other people out there with a similar passion about this to me. And it is quite a silly thing in that regard. But certainly, finding like-minded people in these things is always good fun. And I hope you enjoy this episode featuring help, and it takes you back to that time when you discovered the differences all those years ago. Something I want to note before we dig into the album itself though, is that we're going to be looking at three different mixes for the album itself today. These being the original 1965 mono and stereo mixes and the 1987 stereo remix by George Martin. Now, this was done in 1987 for reasons we're not entirely sure. George Martin didn't play a part in the stereo mixing of Help, apparently, at the time. And when it came to issuing the albums on CD, EMI decided to issue the first four in mono. And then I think George Martin decided if he remixed them, they might actually issue them in stereo. It's all a bit of a mystery. And unfortunately, when it came to 2009 and the remastering of the Beatles core catalogue, Apple decided to use this 1987 remix instead in a way to honor George Martin but when he was asked about these mixes, he actually completely forgot about doing them. That said, these mixes for both Help and Rubber Soul are generally very close to the original stereo mixes. However, they have an extreme boost in clarity, which is much appreciated, but there are some differences due to the nature of the equipment in 1987, as well as a couple of gentle choices by George Martin. 
as these are the versions you'll find in circulation today and the original 1965 mixes can actually only be found in the Beatles in Mono CD box set currently this makes sense to visit this remix here as obviously it's the one you'll be listening to if you're listening to the album anywhere else apart from vintage copies of course with that in mind, let's dig straight in with the first track on the album, the title track, Help, and the one with the most differences here. Keep in mind that throughout this track, that the mono sounds extremely muffled and worn when compared with the stereo for reasons I'm not entirely sure about. This is a sound that goes back to the original pressings and isn't just down to tape wear over time, though I'm sure this certainly is subject to it as it's certainly one of the Beatles' biggest original hits. This causes toppy items in the mix such as the acoustics and hi-hat to fall much further back and as such I won't address those directly when we're comparing levels in the mix but keep that in mind as we go through. The first thing I want to point out is that the mono has a very different and slightly weaker lead vocal. There's a splice into this section of the mix just before the lead vocal comes in and I want to address this first. So what we're going to do is hear this splice first in stereo where it's nice and smooth then again in mono where if you listen to that drum fill from Ringo before John's vocal comes in you'll hear a sudden chop into the main verse and it's rather jarring I have to admit. We'll then move that back into the stereo so you can have a nice comparison of that there. While you're listening to these, keep in mind that the lead vocal and backing vocals also appear to have reverb added to them in the mono mix, but are much drier in stereo by comparison. What we'll then do is move into the 1987 stereo mix where the clarity does increase and it does sound rather good. Certain things are slightly different though, as is consistent across this whole mix, the lead vocal has been brought down a little bit, making it feel more together in the mix, which I do actually like. The left hand channel as well has been brought slightly in to reduce the wide effect of the mix, though the separation is still nice and clear, which is really good. Really good. Let's hear these three mixes now, starting with the beginning in stereo, then again in mono, back to stereo and into the remix. And again in mono. Into stereo. Now, but now these days are gone. I'm not so self-assured. Now I find a gentle mind and open up the door. Into the remix. There's a few little differences to address in the chorus here. The first one is that in mono there's no tambourine overdub, while in stereo this is present. This could be due to it being attached to the lead vocal channel, which was then wiped to add in the vocal in the mono mix, though this does seem unlikely I do have to say. What we'll do is we'll start with the mono and we'll move into the stereo. I've never done before, help me if you can, I'm feeling Stereo. And I do appreciate you being now during the chorus there's a descending guitar figure in the right hand channel played by George as a lead line. It's one of my favourite parts of the song and sounds great. 
And in the original mixes, it's rather dry, especially in the stereo where it's kind of lonely in the right hand channel. In the remix, however, this adds a stereo reverb effect and you can hear this echoing over in the left hand channel, but it does take away from the immediacy of this in my opinion. We'll hear this first in stereo and then again in the remix. And again in the remix. And at the end of each chorus, under the first please, the kick slash crash is essentially missing in mono. I thought this might be a sloppy edit originally, but it's present at the end of all the choruses, so likely a mixing choice to add more of an emphasis on the vocals and less on the oomph for the backing track. Let's hear it first in stereo, and then again in mono where this kick and crash is missing. Won't you please, please help me? And again in mono. Won't you please, please help me? And at the ending, the stereo fades just a little later than the 1987. The mono is a touch shorter than the stereo, but this is likely partially due to the alternate vocal. Let's hear the ending of the track in the slightly shorter remix first, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. With that beast of a track out of the way, we move into The Night Before. Now here, the basic rhythm track feels like it's mixed a bit softer in mono and is much more upfront and far left in stereo. The vocals as well have reverb in stereo but are essentially dry in mono by comparison. The 1987 on this mix, however, brings the basic track once again slightly from the left and closer to centre and brings up the backing relative to the lead vocal. However, the right-hand channel with the organ and guitar track is slightly lower in the 1987. What we'll do is we'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, and into the remix. We said our goodbye the night before. Love was in your Into stereo. Today I find you have changed your mind. Treat me like you did the night before. Into the remix. Were you telling And at the end, the 19A Seren has a longer decay. We'll start with the stereo and move into the remix. Remix. Track three, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, is a nice simple acoustic track, so there's not too much to pick out here. The mono and stereo are very close, but the use of reverb does feel a touch different between the two mixes. The remix, on the other hand, brings the acoustic guitar in the left-hand channel closer to the centre just to give it a slightly more natural sound. And of course the reverbs, as are consistent on this remix, do feel a touch different. We'll start with the mono, into the stereo, and into the remix. I can see them laugh at me, and I hear them Into stereo. Got to hide your love away. Into the remix. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. 
coming up next is George Harrison's I Need You. And here, once again, the mono and stereo are very close and the use of reverb does feel a touch different once again. And the 1987 has all the usual traits. We'll start with the mono, into the stereo, into the remix. You don't realize how much I need you. Into stereo. Love you all the time and never leave you. Into the remix. Come on back to me. I'm lonely as can be. I need you. Said you had a Up next is Paul McCartney's Another Girl, and we get a real brief difference right at the beginning. There's a slight intro decay over the opening vocals in the original mono and stereo mixes, and this is absent in the remix, giving it a much tidier feel. We'll hear this first in the original stereo, and then again in the remix. For I have got and again in the remix. For I have got now, as we move into the body of the track, the mono feels much more compressed than the stereo, and the lead vocal rides a little higher in the mix. The 1987, by comparison, continues on the trend of less compression on the stereo, but brings in all the usual traits of slight narrowing and slightly different reverb usage, and obviously a lower vocal. The drums, though, do stand out more in the original stereo mix by comparison. We'll start with the mono. Into stereo. And so I'm telling you this time you'd better stop for I have got another girl. Into the remix. Another girl who will love me till the end. Through thick and thin she will always be my friend. Now the very final guitar fill at the end of the track does demonstrate a few little mixing differences as there is less reverb evident in the mono mix by comparison with the stereo and it has a quiet sound on acoustic strings and a knock right at the end, both of which are missing in the stereo mixes. We'll hear it first in stereo and then again in mono where we just get a little bit more. Another And again, in mono. Up next is You're Gonna Lose That Girl. And here, the mono does bring the piano up slightly in the mix. I think it is hard to tell, to be honest. But it loses some of the rhythm track due to the clarity of the mix. By comparison, the 1987 adds a lot of reverb to the lead vocal, along with the usual choices. We'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, and into the remix. You're gonna lose that girl. Yes, yes, you're gonna lose that girl. You're gonna lose, yes, yes, you're gonna that, lose girl. that girl. If you don't take her out tonight, she's gonna change her she's mind. She's gonna change her mind. Into stereo. And I will take her out tonight, and I will treat her I'm kind. I'm gonna treat her kind. You're gonna lose that yes, girl. Yes, you're gonna lose that girl. the remix if you don't treat her right my friend you're gonna find her cuz I will treat her right and then you'll be the lonely one you're gonna lose 
And at the end, the mono has the longest decay. We'll start with the stereo and move to the mono. Mono. A real highlight of the mono mix of the album for me is our next track, Ticket to Ride. Here, the rhythm track is mixed right up in mono, making a fantastic punchy mix, with some gentle additional reverb on this for size, which is evident in some of the little drum breaks. This is one of my favourites and I absolutely love it, and certainly it really stands out when compared with the stereo mixes for me. The 1987 by comparison does appear very bass heavy, bringing the left hand channel very close to the centre with very notable additional reverb and the lead vocal again more mixed in. What I'm going to do is start with the mono, into the stereo and into the remix. To the remix. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride. And she don't care. Another strange choice in the 1987 is the lead guitar in the sense channel feels very distant, low in the mix with additional reverb. This is evident in the breaks before each verse, so let's hear it first in the stereo and then again in the remix. And again in the remix. And at the very end, the stereo features a longer fade. Let's start, of course, with the mono. Side 2 opens up with Ringo's solo shout, Act Naturally, and here the stereo has additional stereo ambience added to the lead guitar, but overall the mix is very close. The 1987, by comparison, does keep the left hand channel in the far left hand side and moves the right hand side a hair in. Again, the vocal is in a similar position to where it usually is in the remix. We'll start with the mono, into the stereo, and into the remix. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big start out of me. Into stereo. We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Into the remix. Well, I bet you I'm gonna be a big star Might win an Oscar, you can never tell The movie's gonna make and At the very end of the track, the 1987 has a longer decay. We'll hear it first in stereo and then again in the remix. And again in the remix. Up next is It's Only Love, and the 1965 mono and stereo mixes are incredibly close in their sound, with the 1987 adding a lot of vocal reverb by comparison. 
We'll start with the mono and move through them. I get high when I see you go by. Into stereo. My oh my, when you sigh, my mind inside just flies. Into the remix. Butterflies, why am I so shy when I'm beside you? An interesting little difference is that during the first chorus, the second It's Only Love goes to a single track in the original two mixes due to a poor double track at one point, much like when we looked at When I Get Home on the A Hard Day's Night episode. This is very evident due to the separation of the vocals in stereo and the dropout in the right-hand channel during this point. In the 1987, it does not mute this, and while it doesn't have the dropout in the right-hand channel, the sloppiness of the difference is very evident. We'll hear it first in the original stereo, and then again in the remix. It's only love, and that is all. And again in the remix. It's only love, and that is all. And at the end, in both mono and stereo mixes, the tambourine fades out just after the vocal ends. However, in the 1987, the tambourine continues on until the end. The 1987 does also feature a longer decay, so what I'm going to do is play the last line of the vocal to the very end of the track in the original stereo, and then again in the remix. Loving you. And again in the remix. George gets another solo spot now with You Like Me Too Much, and the intro in mono has this drumbeat bleed for the first three seconds which is absent in both stereo mixes. What I'm going to do is play this first in the stereo mix and again in the mono. And again in mono. Now, as far as the mixes themselves, the mono is a much drier feeling mix, though there is reverb still present, at least on the lead vocal. The 1987, by comparison, brings the left channel inwards, brings the lead vocal down, adds some extra vocal reverb, though as I said the stereo is quite wet as well, and adds reverb to the lead in the right hand channel. We'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, and into the remix. In stereo. You like me too much and I like you. I really do. Into the remix. And it's nice when you believe me. If you leave me, I will follow you and bring you back where you belong. Cause I couldn't really stand it. I'd admit that I was wrong. 
An interesting one is that in the solo, the mono loses the drums to the background, bringing the organ right up in the mix. The stereo mixes, by comparison, keep the rhythm up. Though strangely, the rhythm track in the left-hand channel in stereo sounds really rough and something doesn't quite sit with me. In the remix, it feels a bit more tidied up in EQ by comparison. We'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, and then we'll have a little bit of the remix. <laughs> stereo into the remix cause you like me too much and I like you up next is in my opinion one of the more unique tracks in the Beatles canon it doesn't feel like anything else they recorded and the track after this definitely fits into this vein as well this is tell me what you see now the mono and 1987 mixes have the very tail end of a 4 at the start, and the stereo mix essentially omits this, getting just a tiny bit of it. We'll hear this cut off on its own in the mono first, and then again in the stereo with the start of the track coming after it. And again in stereo. Overall, the mono is a much drier mix, owing to the lack of effort to fill out a mostly empty right hand channel in stereo where some overall stereo reverb has been used. The 1987 and stereo, however, have very different sounding reverb textures, with a bit more in the 1987, but the digital reverb definitely stands out much more in that mix. It also brings the left and right hand channels slightly in, and moves the harmony vocals and tambourine tracks slightly to the right, whereas the stereo mix has them in the centre channel. We'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, and into the remix. I'll make bright your day Into stereo Look into these eyes now Tell me what you see Into the remix Don't you realize now What you see is me Tell me what you see and one thing that does feel a bit different and is a bit disappointing in the mono is that the drum entrance after the organ break is much more impactful in stereo over in the left hand channel due to not only the separation but the lack of compression on the tracks in the mix. In mono being under the organ it gets hit with a layer of compression and doesn't kick in quite as hard though certainly the impact is still there if you're not comparing the two. We'll hear it first in mono and then again in stereo. <laughs> Again in stereo. The country flavoured I've just seen a face comes up next and the stereo has the vocal much higher in the mix when compared with the mono. By comparison 1987 brings the vocal again more into the mix when compared with the stereo but adds a lot of vocal reverb which detracts from the track in my opinion. We'll start with the mono, move to the stereo, and into the remix. I've just seen a face I can't forget the time or place where we just met. She's just a girl for me, and I want all the world to see we've met. Into stereo. Had it been another day, I might have looked the other way, and I'd have never been aware. But as it is, I'll dream of her tonight. La, da, 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 da. Into the remix. Yes, I'm falling, and she keeps calling me back again. I 
I have never known the like of this I've been alone and I have missed things and kept out of sight But other girls were never quite like this Something I missed but wanted to include is that the stereo has a percussive sounding acoustic guitar panned into the centre channel in the intro. This is present in all three mixes, but the remix by comparison moves this over to the left. We'll hear it first in stereo and then again in the remix. Into the remix. And at the end, the mono has a longer decay with an extra little thump just at the end. We'll hear the decay first in stereo and then again in mono. And again in mono. Up next is one of the most iconic tracks in the Beatles canon, Yesterday. And we do get quite an interesting thing to compare here. The first thing I want to talk about though is the overall mix. The lead vocal in stereo has a little more ambience added to the mix, while it's bone dry in mono. The 1987 is extremely wet by comparison to all of these. We'll start with the mono, move to the stereo and into the remix. Yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. Into stereo. I need a place to hide away. Oh, Into the remix. Why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. I said something wrong now. I long for yesterday. At 19 seconds into the track, there's a little squeak from the quartet that is heard in both stereo mixes but not in mono. Let's hear that first in stereo, then again in mono, where this is absent. Oh, I believe in yesterday. And again in mono. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly. Now, there's a section of this track that has been very much up for debate over the years, and while I have worked out what the issue is, I certainly can't have been the first to have done it. During the first chorus, under the something wrong, now I long for yesterday, McCartney appears to suddenly be double-tracked. Now, something that is very evident throughout this track in both stereo mixes and to a degree in the mono mix is the amount of bleed into other microphones. In the right-hand channel of the acoustic guitar, you can hear his live vocal leaking into that microphone as one might expect, and this is what gives the vocal a slightly washed out sound when you listen to it on headphones, much like early days on Paul McCartney's new album. In the left-hand channel with the quartet, the track is then being played back over some speakers in the studio for the quartet to play to, and thus this is then bleeding in with different room ambience, I guess speaker ambience in that side, giving quite a sound to the track that one wouldn't quite expect from a cleaner sounding recording. To give you an idea of how this sounds, I have cancelled out the center channel in the original stereo mix, and here's a section of that for you now. During the something wrong, now I long for yesterday, as I said, McCartney appears to be double-tracked. 
Let's break this down now by having a listen to the three mixes and how they approach this before really digging into what's different here. Let's hear it first in mono, where there is extra reverb added to the vocal to cover this up. In stereo, where this then rides really high in the mix to separate the two tracks. And then again in the remix, where they actually mix really close together to give it more of a double tracked feel. We'll start, of course, with the mono. I said something wrong, now I long for yesterday. Yesterday. And again in stereo. I said something wrong, now I long for yesterday. yesterday. And finally in the remix. I said something. Now you're very familiar with the way that line sounds, what you may not have picked up on is that the something wrong now I long for yesterday is actually a punched in line in the vocal. If one listens to the bleed through on the two tracks in the left and right hand channels, you can hear an alternate and slightly sloppy vocal take when McCartney slightly slips up on his intonation. Let's hear that section from the out of phase track once again and note how his vocal differs to the one we're used to hearing over the top. That is that mystery solved and explains exactly what's going on on yesterday and to be honest that slight mistake really adds a lot of drama to the track and I quite enjoy it though certainly the echo added to the mono mix I maybe to cover up maybe to add that drama does work really well. Either way we're done with that track now and we can now move into the closing track on the album, a track recorded at the same time as Bad Boy exclusively for the US market and thrown in here when the group needed an extra track at the last minute and hadn't quite got the time together to finish off Wait and had already thrown out two tracks from the track listing and this is Dizzy Miss Lizzy. Now the mono and stereo mixes were done at the same time as Bad Boy which you can hear a breakdown for this Sunday on Mixology on 45 and as such share the same traits. They're very similar, very compressed and maybe with more aggression in the rhythm track in mono. By comparison here, the 1987 has a really heavy slap echo effect on the lead vocal and reduced compression on the overall master, though certainly it's still decently present. This gives the track quite a different feel, but I certainly understand the rock and roll idea that George Martin was going for. As I said, the compression is very evident on this track and you can really hear it pumping in the stereo mix where tracks drop up and down seemingly at random as other pieces come into the mix. We'll start with the mono, move into the stereo, and into the remix to finish us off. Into stereo. You make me dizzy, Miss Lizzie. When you do the stroll. Into the remix. Come on, Miss Lizzie. And with that track there, we come to the end of our look at Help. Now I really do enjoy this album from the group, it's a little bit of a transitional one. Again, much like A Hard Day's Night, the first side was written for the film and there are a couple of tracks on side two and outtakes as well that were rejected from the film. A key one of these is That Means A Lot, which we only received a fake stereo mix on the anthology for in 1996 
and I will be slipping the bootlegs mono mix of this under the episode in just a sec, which I've re-EQ'd to match the mono master, so a nice treat there. Maybe I'll put a little more of it over on the Patreon. Outside of that though, of course, there were three tracks released separate to this. Yes it is, I'm Down and Bad Boy, which as I said, well, I'll be looking at on Mixology on 45 this Sunday, so check that out over at the Patreon that out of the way though of course as i said you'll be enjoying more beatles later in the month in two weeks time with rubber soul where we'll be taking a much deeper look than we did in the original episode of mixology way back when over two years ago now so look out for that look out for more beatles coming your way and of course more mixology always as i said you can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash back to mono where we have mixology and 45 episodes every sunday after a mixology episode extended episodes of back to mono which you can get now from as little as one pound a month as well as extra longer content for the student and graduate tiers so take a little look over there see if there's anything you fancy of course your listenership is support enough and always does mean the world to me of course, you can get in contact with me directly over on Instagram at hypnoticfred or via email at backtomonoradio at gmail.com. And as you heard at the beginning of the episode, I do love reading your emails. And maybe I'll read it out in a future episode if you send one my way. Outside of that, though, there's not too much else to say. You can find everything down in the show notes below. But with all that said, thank you so, so much for listening. And remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Yeah.